Hi, I'm Jared Pickens from your local Boy Scouts of America, right here in the Tennessee Valley, inviting you to our 17th annual Friends of Scouting Luncheon, coming Tuesday, September 28th to the Chattanooga Convention Center. And this year, we can't wait for Colonel Mark Tillman, pilot of Air Force One during the tragic attacks of 9-11 to speak. Please join us. Sponsorships and tables are available now at CherokeeAreaBSA.com. This is your opportunity to help make future leaders from right here in our area, presented by First Horizon Bank and Morning Point Senior Living. The rustle of leaves through the wind. The hoot of an owl. Crickets. The crackle of a well-built campfire. The sounds of nature surround us all. If we can just find it through the noise of everyday life. If you follow the Scout Trail, it'll lead you to nature, to real life skills, leadership, and much more for the youth of our great nation. Welcome to Scout On Chattanooga, a podcast designed to encourage and embrace youth leadership right here in our area. Now, from the scenic city, here's Sean Whitfield, Jared Pickens, and Cubmaster Kyle. Hello and welcome to another edition of Scout on Chattanooga. I am Sean Whitfield. Joining me is the CEO of Boy Scouts of America, Cherokee Area Council, Jared Pickens and Cubmaster Kyle. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Hello. Hey, what's happening? Hey, there's a lot happening. We've got a busy <laughs> podcast to do today. we got plenty of things to talk about, but uh, in the meantime... I want you guys to know that I got my, well, you guys already know, I got my first experience Yeah. to Boy Scouts. All right. Yeah. And I have a whole different impression than I did the last time we did Scout on Chattanooga. Oh, my goodness. I and it's, it's for the better. Good. Okay, it is for the better. Yeah. And, and, and tell me, Jared, what it was I went to. Okay. So are you talking about the in-person opening campfire meeting? Is that what you're, yes. we're on the same page? Yes. So, so that what was that event called? It was called the campfire meeting. It it was it was um, and Kyle was a big help on this too. And our council commissioner Zach McCarty and VP of program Greg Lee. It was our return as a scouting volunteer leader group mm -hmm. to connect together in person and talk about how we can kick scouting off great this fall and do things better than we ever have. Did I miss something, Kyle, or was that it? No, no, I think you were spot on. Well, I want to share my perspective, and then I want to find out from you guys if you felt like it was uh, very successful. Uh, I had never been to a scout event such as this of any kind, and so I was definitely the rookie in the room. I was impressed at how well it was attended. There was uh, uh, the, the morale, the excitement, and the enthusiasm of the, of the room was uh outstanding i'd say what maybe 80 90 people were there jared that sounds about right maybe a pretty good observation of the count of the room so uh, everything about it was uh, very good i learned a lot i was uh, impressed with the actual campfire portion is where we had the uh, parents come up on the uh, stage there the, the, the panel the panel the panel yeah, yeah. yes so that was very informative and so on a scale of one to ten i'm going to give it a, a 9.8 wow i thought nice. it was super i thought it was a great event and i, I certainly came away with uh, uh, an entire new perspective and it was a very positive perspective so, so let me ask you this sean what was your what was your biggest take home from that night of just like the culture of you know the bsa and the cherokee area council like what did you see out of our leaders and out of those that spoke that night probably the first thing that comes to my mind is everyone that was there they seemed like they lived breathed and ate scouting it, it'd be like getting a, a bunch of tennessee fans in a room for a pep rally and everybody's <laughs> dressed in orange and everybody's ready for game day and excited and uh enthusiastic I would say that would be maybe not the best comparison, but it's what comes through into my mind. Uh, very, uh, I guess for the lack of a better word, uh, just enthusiastic. Uh, everybody was glad to be there. I got you. Well, I mean, I would say that that's a pretty good um, vision of it. I mean, wouldn't you, Jared? 
I think so. Kyle, can you talk a little bit about what else happened at the meeting? Because it was more than just this panel. I mean, you know, you and Sean were kind of definitely the highlight of the evening. Uh, with no, the I, panel. I thought the Texas Roadhouse was. <laughs> but, oh, I forgot about the Texas Roadhouse. Special thank you to our friends at Texas Roadhouse. Absolutely. Yes, very much. They um, helped um, feed all of our volunteers that night and make sure that everybody was taken care of. Well, I mean, I really enjoyed it as a Cubmaster because, you know, Jared, you haven't been out in front of our leaders necessarily yet as our scout executive and our CEO. And it was a great time, I think, that the, the council, our council, was able to release like our vision statement, our mission for the future, and um, which I think is fantastic. It, there was one part about it of just being uh, out there and being visible, and I like to jokingly say that scouting is like America's best kept secret. Don't y'all think? Like we do a great job of telling each other about all the cool things that we do and get to go see, but we're never able to actually get out in public and show those things out. And I think that that's great that. You know, that's really one thing that we're going to concentrate on the next uh, next few years. Yeah, it was really interesting. I'd like to get Sean's impression, too, because like you mentioned, we kind of had this opening program where I talked and where some of our council leadership talked. And then we had a panel. And then after the panel, um, we actually had this rapid fire program preview. Kyle, what was it like? 60 seconds we gave. To, yeah, to yeah. Different. and there was a ton of different programs to announce, too. So. Yeah, so we, we they came through, and they did a 60-second breakdown of, of what they were trying to promote, and uh, there was a lot. I was like, what did you think about all that, Sean? Was that... Yeah, I I, I was impressed with uh, all the questions. There was a lot of good questions asked. I thought that was very well done, very well um, organized into the program. Um. And the program lasted what about two hours? That, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. But it wasn't a two hours that you became bored or restless, or you're looking at your watch. And especially for someone like me, that's sort of on the outside looking in to some extent. Uh, that that's a good thing because somebody in my position uh, that's you know not active with uh, a troop or a boy scout leader could go man when's this going to be over but I, n- I never felt like that i, I found wow, it's uh, found it all very interesting very educational and a very good experience well i'm glad you enjoyed it. i'm just glad you were there because it was really neat to be able to introduce you because you know our leaders they do know me you know fairly decent they know kyle even better um and then they got a chance to meet you and kyle you'll remember i think we introduced sean and everybody clapped yeah they did i mean you he were like what are you guys doing i think that was by accident <laughs> and then all of a sudden he uh he couldn't get out of the room his head was so big i don't know what happened well luckily uh, there was double and it was doors double doors yeah, yeah. I was about to yeah. Say. now there's only one thing i regret about the whole evening and i was driving down the road regretting this that i did not get a photo of you and Cubmaster kyle in y'all's uniform well, did you want one? Yeah, I would have for liked your, to have had your one. wallet. Yeah, or your, you know, yeah, your that, desk. put it on my screensaver. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, we're, you guys, we're proud and, of that. and I noticed they were very pressed. I mean, I got to keep up with Cubmaster Kyle. I know he's yeah. going to set. I mean, he's going to look sharp. You know, I got all those patches. I mean, everything was very colorful. And I don't. Mine's had uh, a lot of sweat go through it over the years, so I don't think it's as nice looking <laughs> as Jared's is. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, you're also forgetting the uh, special announcement of the night that really everyone was the most excited about, and that was Cubmaster Kyle's Moon Pie Talk. Oh yeah, the moon yeah pie I had talk. to have the uh, the Moon Pie Talk. Yeah, I uh, I was selected as our council's Moon Pie Master, so I'm like the volunteer that's helping coordinate this pilot program that we're beginning literally kicking off right now in um, scouting units across the Tennessee Valley. Just super excited to kind of try something new and different and be able to uh, give back more to the units with this as well. And I think it's going to be a great sell uh, in the way that it's set up and we're able to even give back to the military during it too. So super excited about Moon Pies and um, ready to have that pickup day so we can get out and start doing some show and sales with them. So for people that are listening that uh, don't really know much about the Moon Pie sale, it's has it already began? Or is it so about we've to? Already, 
we've already started shipping all of the details out to our units, okay? We've had a lot of our units sign up. In fact, the most units in several years have signed up to do our moon pie sale with us this year. Um, all of it will begin your first time, your first day that you can buy moon pies in person will be September 11th. So all the units will be picking up their product on September 10th that they're going to be ordering. And then September 11th, if you're listening to that before, if you're listening to our podcast before then, it's September 11th when you can start. And a uh, cool, another extra cool announcement is that a lot of our units are going to be out at Food Cities that weekend as well. We partnered with Food City to put as many units out there doing show and sales out in front of um, Food Cities across our 11 counties as well. So I thought that was pretty cool. And Sean, Cubmaster Kyle's neglecting to tell you probably the most interesting thing that's happened with Moon Pies so far, and that is at his kickoff that he ran, Cubmaster Kyle orchestrated a Moon Pie eating contest. <laughs> and actually there's a video floating around there on social media really? and Kyle he looks very zealous when he's watching people you know devour these he's really egging them on like so, wow you so can do better how does this contest work so many in a minute or yeah we did so many in one minute I think it was six mini moon pies is what one I think it was and you were the winner <laughs> no 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 I wasn't but you know I wasn't in the contest we let others be in it it was a setup. That would be kind of like a professional enter, entering a, uh, a moon pie competition in Kyle as a professional. This was the amateur level for everybody else. Let me tell you, though, that moon pie kickoff was super awesome, though, because we even had like cornhole boards and we were tr throwing many moon pies and trying to make them onto the cornhole board or into the hole. And then we had a moon pie hockey match as well. So. It was a it was a, a fun moon pie kickoff. I wish you could see that, that must have been the moon pies that were out of date. That you were oh no 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 I ate all of those after the fact. <laughs> I picked them back up. How long does a a, a box of moon pies? How many is in a box? Um, so we're doing twelve counts of the mini moon pies. So for our moon pies. How day. how long does a box last at the uh, Croft House? Maybe 24 hours. <laughs> hey, listen, those mini moon pies, they are good. And let me tell you, I had actually, you know, a lifelong Tennessean and all that, and I've had moon pies growing up and everything. I had never, until we began this partnership with moon pie, had a vanilla moon pie. Did you know that oh, there, really? there was such a thing, a vanilla one? No, I didn't. There's a vanilla moon pie. I've never had a moon pie in my life. Oh, well, Sean. Never had one. Well, this Pat is embarrassing. 3177 and Ringgold can help you out. <laughs> We're going to sell you some moon pies, brother. I, I, I've never uh, had one. How much protein's in them? Don't I have to have that. high protein. Don't, don't worry about that. Don't worry That's about not that important. <laughs> it's not important. It's, when you're buying them it, from the Cherokee Area Council, it's uh, the that feeling, doesn't matter. It's the feeling yeah. that you get when you, you receive a box of 12 minis and you think, wow, this is very heavy. And this is all going to be eaten by me. And then when you get on the scale the next day, how are you supposed to feel? Well, You're we supposed to know feel that. good because you helped other scouts. And gained weight at scouts. the same time. Well, they say, you know, in fundraising, give until it hurts. So for you, you just eat until it hurts, Sean. <laughs> give until it hurts. <laughs> or put more weight on Oh, Lord. Okay, so side note, uh, the Boy Scouts is all about healthy living and building healthy yeah, living practices. Say, and so eat in moderation. We can actually segue because a lot of people don't realize this that are out and about, and that is that as a part of the physical fitness merit badge, you have to um, develop a personal plan for exercise routine that you're going to work through, and you track your, your progress for 30 days. So you start at a certain point, and you end at a certain point, and that's part of a way that the Boy Scouts helps build this healthy lifestyles. This is a stellar podcast. One minute we're talking about <laughs> eating moon pies, and the next minute we're talking about physical fitness and the Boy Scouts and the achieving. That sounds great, Look, Sean. <laughs> that sounds awesome. But 100% uh, honest, where in the world does it say that you can't have a delicious moon pie every once in a while? It does As long as you take them in in moderation. I think it actually well, says all Sean's should consider uh, moon pie a day. But when you go through a box for their diet. in 24 hours, <laughs> that's maybe somebody with a problem. See, Sean, the, don't actually go through a box in 24 hours, Sean. The, see, Kyle... No one knows that Sean is like a really big fitness guy. 
you know, for mm-hmm. our listeners out there and for anybody that that wasn't at the campfire meeting to see Sean in person, you know, Sean is a very fit individual and, and works tirelessly on that. Yeah, I do. So About five or six to, to add a little context to, to how much fun me and Kyle are having with the moon pies. <laughs> so well, everybody knows. The podcasting yeah. studio is literally next to a gym, if that tells people anything. And that's intentional, right, Kyle? I yeah. think it's. Well, it's not yeah, necessarily it's intentional, intentional but it to works make out. me feel bad every time I have to come over there and for it to be easy access for Sean to go work out, I think. Yeah, I, I get to <laughs> sit at my desk, see the gym, and then that way I don't you know don't forget it during the day <laughs> always working into my schedule but the gym for kyle is 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 a motivator i'm hoping it's going to motivate him and hey, he's going to go i do i do a lot of fitness okay like fitness pizza in my mouth <laughs> okay <laughs> uh, that's pretty good so i have uh, a new year's resolution this year sean um that i don't mind sharing and that was i was going to try to on business days go walking every morning and so I've so how's that, that going it's going great it's so been, often it's you really guys nice. every monday through friday every morning so very consistent don't miss any correct how i rain you, i go in the rain i go in the snow how far do you walk not even a mile it's not very far why do you not walk a little longer because you know i try to get it over with and be done <laughs> gotcha. it's, you gotta take baby steps here you have you gotta take, take baby steps you, you know you've been on baby steps for quite a while now well i'll oh, tell you what man. what it came from is I've, I've had knee issues over the years and you're um, too young to be dealing with that already well it's from soccer mm. so you know it's not good for your knees i got you and so um if i was going to get my knee to function a little bit better and more consistently I wanted to add a little bit of load and stress every day to build that that strength back up because I was already doing uh, morning and nightly exercise routines on it and everything. Yeah, well, good for you. And I couldn't. Uh, so yeah, there you go. Well, we are up against a break. Before we uh, head to a break, we've got a very special guest today. Do you want to share with us, Jared, who that special guest is? Well, very excited for our guest um, that has been a long time coming, and that is Mayor Tim Kelly, the mayor of our great city chattanooga tennessee that's right. our new mayor in a way mm-hmm. um you know just like many people during this time uh he was elected during this kind of covid world and so he's been really working our great city through a lot of of different environments different challenges and uh, seems to be doing a really great job so far yes mayor tim kelly uh won in a runoff and uh, took office about uh five months ago four months ago something like that and tim is a businessman and entrepreneur he uh came up in the car business and also owns uh uh honda power sports which is one of the largest honda dealerships in the united states Mm -hmm. and uh, he's been very successful in the business community and now he's taking uh, all his ideas from the business world and to government Uh, this is the first time he served a position in government so i'm excited to to have our conversation with him just here and momentarily i agree i'm also excited because i'm pretty sure he has had a moon pie in the course of his life Um, (laughs) so that will be something that kyle and i have in common (laughs) i bet he has he's probably had more than one but however tim's pretty fit he's a pretty fit guy but i bet he's had some so but before we uh hit a break too uh the pandemic we're you know we have to deal with that we have to hear about it every day uh boy scouts cub scouts are all getting back into school uh the pandemic continues on uh how's the overall world for scouting in in the pandemic i guess you guys are adapting pretty well and yeah i I think that what kyle mentioned a little earlier what's outstanding to me is how excited our volunteer leaders are. Mm-hmm. Um, because even though we continued through the pandemic, you know, there was different rules and regulations, and there were p- some parents who were hesitant, some parents who said, hey, you know, call us next year, we might come back. And we're hearing a lot of really good reports about people who are at a minimum coming back to scouting for the first time for the last six to nine months at least, and even some new ones that have joined. In fact, just last night, we had about 40 um, young people and their families that joined scouting across three or four different locations. And uh, so it's very exciting to see that take place. And Kyle, I'm just so thrilled for your leadership because 
with this moon pie sale, we're able to give more and more back to the units to fund their adventure this fall. And well, we've got you. we've got a great fall planned, you know, with Cub Scouts. Mm-hmm. We've got fishing derbies, shooting sports days, uh, camping at Skymont. Uh, for Scouts BSA, we have a, a fall campery, which is kind of a, a time when all the different troops get together and they'll compete at some games and work through that. But most importantly, the thing that matters is that every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night, whatever night they week or whatever night they meet, every single week, over 85 different scouting units meet in the Tennessee Valley, and at the very beginning of their meeting, they discuss what it means to be trustworthy, loyal, helpful, friendly, and all of the 12 points that to scouts are so dear, and that is what's incredible to me, and hopefully was one of your takeaways from that campfire meeting. Yes, it was. Well, that's all great information, and that's awesome that uh, things are going so well, because all we have to do is turn on the news, and uh, we are just bombarded with somewhat doom and gloom at times well you know what i tell Cubmaster kyle i say turn off the news get outside and let's have fun scouting together that's good i like it good way to go all right guys it is time for a break for jared pickens Cubmaster kyle i'm sean whitfield and more scout on chattanooga to come after this brief message We'll be back with more. This is Scout on Chattanooga, the podcast. At the Boy Scouts of America, our oath remains. A scout pledges to be kind, helpful, and brave. We're committed to providing a safe and welcoming environment where scouts can establish the foundations of character that will last a lifetime. Our approach ensures the Boy Scouts of America is building the youth of today into the leaders we'll turn to tomorrow. The Boy Scouts of America. Building character is in our nature. Visit scouting.org to learn more about scouting. There are lots of ways to be a kid. My way is to take a road that's not easy. So it's a good thing I'm an adventurer. That's why I'm going to be a Cub Scout, because scouting will guide me to really big things. It will teach me to navigate the woods with confidence and to navigate the world with confidence too. Scouting will show me a kid who is brave, trustworthy, loyal, and kind. A kid who is always prepared. A kid who is me. So scout me in. Now back to Scout on Chattanooga. As we continue Scout on Chattanooga, I am Sean Whitfield along with Jared Pickens and Cubmaster Kyle. And it is our pleasure to introduce our guest today. He's a successful businessman, entrepreneur, and now mayor of the city of Chattanooga. It is my pleasure to welcome to Scout on Chattanooga, Mayor Tim Kelly. Good morning, Mayor. Good morning. How are y'all? Well, we are doing great, and thank you for taking some time to join us. Uh, uh, I understand you're doing a lot of your business from home now, and with uh, the, the days we live in, you can do business from about wherever. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. Unfortunately, got one of those breakthrough cases, but I'm feeling great and uh, just ready to uh, get off get off my uh, kitchen table and get back to the office. Uh, I want to start off our conversation because I. I find your business career very interesting and fascinating, and you 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 come from a family business to some extent, uh, like I do, so I can certainly relate to some of that. And so if you would share with us how you began from school and then on into the business world, all the way up to where you decided to run for mayor of Chattanooga, if you would, please. Well, sure. Um, I, I grew up here in Chattanooga and um, uh, was never a scout, but we can get into that later. I wanted to be. I always admired the uniforms, but uh, uh, and, and uh, well, we'll get into that one later, I guess. But uh, I, you know, um, uh, spent uh, the better part of my time here in school trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Didn't really see myself entering the family business. Uh, but got a uh, an offer, um, scholarship offer to go up to uh, New York to school, which I also didn't really see happening. But I, I figured I would uh, uh, try it, and um, I was a John Jay Scholar up at Columbia University, and 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 enjoyed that. But realized in doing it um, just how much I missed Chattanooga, and uh, I did grow up in the outdoors here. I very much took it for granted as a as a kid, uh, but when I spent you know uh, four years in the big city up in new york i realized i couldn't i really couldn't live without it and uh so came back uh, after that to run the family businesses and uh have always been somewhat of a uh, curious type so once i sort of got a grip on on uh, on the car business 
uh, started branching out into other stuff. Um, I enjoy solving problems and uh, that to a great extent is what entrepreneurship is. And uh, uh, and then at some point just realized I, I did a lot of nonprofit work here in Chattanooga because I really, again, love Chattanooga more than anything. I think this is a really extraordinary city and an extraordinary place and realized that I couldn't, um, you know, I, I kind of was worried that Chattanooga wasn't living up to its full potential. And, and you know, if, if, if uh, it was going to move forward, somebody had to move it forward. And I didn't really see anybody else uh, who was willing to step up and try. So that's when I threw my hat in the ring for mayor. And lo and behold, uh, here I am. And, and that was the first time you had ever ran for any kind of public office, was it not? Yeah, it was. I never even ran for, you know, student council in school. I just <laughs> never saw myself as a political person, but, but, um, I, I think I have certainly grown as a leader over time and, uh, I know scouting is big into that. We can talk about that too, but, um, that, that's what I, I see it as really as a, um, you know, if you have a vision that you think is, uh, compelling and, and you have a heart to serve. Uh, I am very much, you know, I've been a Rotarian for a lot of years and the notion of servant leadership is, um, is, you know, near and dear to my heart. That's what I grew up with, with my parents. And, you know, it's funny, I was talking to a guy from California uh, the other day and I mentioned that phrase and he had never heard it. A grown man had never even heard the phrase before. And I thought, well, maybe that's a Southern thing, but, uh, um, I, you know, I, that, that's the way I was raised and that's the way I see it. And, and that's what I see this as, is, uh, uh, you know, serving the community to make it a better place. Well, Mayor Kelly, with um, as much as you've said about, you know, serving the community and 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 being a servant, we know that uh, scouting is huge into serving one another and, and helping in our community. So let me ask you this uh, very first scouting question off the bat. How can our scouts BSA members in our community help with the Chattanooga area and what you're trying to accomplish? Well, it's a great question, Kyle. I, I you know, look, I think Chattanooga's uh, brand, if you think about Chattanooga as a, which of course it's not a company, but if you think about it as a, um, as a thing or a brand, I guess it's uh, fair to say, it really is inextricably attached to the outdoors and, and this broad notion of sustainability. I mean, it's what makes Chattanooga special. It's what makes Chattanooga different. So you'll see me doing a lot more um, uh, talking about Chattanooga as the scenic city and expanding our parks and our trails and our greenways. Uh, you know, we've got a new parks and outdoors uh, department, believe it or not, Chattanooga didn't have a parks department for the last eight or so years. Wow. Uh, and so that's all coming back. And uh, I think we're, you're going to see us making a lot more capital investments um, in, uh, uh, you know, in trails and in parks and playgrounds and all things that uh, that I know are near and dear to scouts hearts. And so, um, you know, we, we want to hear from scouts and, and we, we can always use uh, volunteers and, and interns. So I hope uh, scouts will will get involved in the in city government and, and help help push this mission along. Well, Mr. Mayor, um, something I'd like to, to let you know is that as of June, the Cherokee Area Council, we had almost 50 Eagle Scouts that had earned their rank. And I'm sure you're aware that each one of those Eagle Scouts has to perform a leadership project in their community as a service. And mm -hmm. through that service so far, there was over 6,000 hours of community service provided. And one thing, you know, I'm new to town too. I just moved here last September. One thing I've been very thrilled about is how our scouts continue to partner uh, with some of the entities that, that you may be proposing. You know, there's been, I think so far this year, three service projects at the zoo. And so I know that if our scouts are aware of some of these focal points that you'd like to see addressed, they would definitely rise to meet that need. Well, that's great news. And, and uh, you know, another big principle, um, you know, we have core principles that we're kind of 
um, operating from. I, I'm, I really believe in building culture. I know that's an important part of scouting too. Uh, there's an old saying in the startup world that culture eats strategy for breakfast. And and I think it's true. And, and so uh, one of the core principles is localism for me. And so it's, I think, you know, in this day and age in particular, you know, we all get distracted by um, the things that divide us and political differences. But when you come back to what matters, you know, it's, it's uh, in, in leadership, it's, it's all local. It's where we live. And, and I think we need to kind of get uh, kids and adults alike refocused on the things that really matter, which is the things that we have in common and, uh, and, and our kind of common purpose uh, in, in the place that we live. And so um, I, I, I do know that about uh, Eagle Scouts. And, and I think it's a, a, a perfect uh, capstone to a career in scouting. And I'm 100% sure that we can find uh, many, many projects for, for Eagle Scouts to work on right here in Chattanooga to make Chattanooga a better place. Well, you bring up a very interesting uh, topic, and that's the topic of values. Mm. And you may also be aware that, you know, that's pretty big for us in the Boy Scouts. We have 12 values that we call the Scout Law, and they begin with trustworthy and loyal and helpful and proceed from there. And I would wonder in your career and certainly coming into public service, are there two or three values that you feel like have served you well? Yeah, um, there are. It's, it's a great point. And, and, I, and values are very important to me. And that's why we operate from these core principles. You know, we talk a lot about um, um, equity at the, at, the, uh, at, at the city. And when you really boil that down, it really just has to do with fairness and decency, you know, and, and, and treating your, your fellow man with, uh, with respect. And so those things are things that have always served me well in uh, in business, you know, uh, having retail customers. I mean, if you treat people with respect uh, and, and really value them as a person and not a, you know, not a commodity or something else, uh, things tend to work out fine. And, you know, if you don't, then things tend to go downhill really quickly. So um, respect is is really a, a, a core value uh, for me, and, and it certainly will be in my administration of the city. Mayor Kelly, uh, two things that I've noticed about you. One is you're a leader. Number two, you do very well building a team. In scouting, leadership and team building are very important parts of what scouting is all about. Talk a little bit about how your leadership in the business world has came into government and has been a huge benefit for you in building the a administration to oversee the day-to-day operations of city of Chattanooga government? Well, uh, you know, I, I think a lot of it really goes back to that uh, style of, of servant leadership. You're, you're exactly right. Team building is, is everything. It's critically important. You can't get anything done uh, without, without team building. And I think, you know, the notion of, uh, um, you know, it's a relatively recent term, but obviously it's not a recent uh, phenomenon or principle, but this idea of emotional intelligence is, is, really, uh, is really important because if you can't uh, understand people and understand what motivates them, and again, kind of goes back to respect as well, then you can't, you know, enlist their, their help and you can't build functional teams. You know, you can, uh, you can, you can manage uh, with fear if, if you've got, if you've got people, you know, in a situation where they have to do what you tell them to do, but it doesn't last long. And if you're really trying to build, uh, you know, lasting change, you know, pull works a lot better than push. So I've always built teams by, by, you know, finding out what motivates people and, and, and building a vision that people can buy into um, so that, you know, uh, if something happens to you, you get hit by a bus or, or you're incapacitated, they, they keep on ticking. And if you're trying to build durable change in a company or at a city or wherever else, you know, that's, that's the sort of team you want to build. It, it needs to survive uh, the, the leader and, uh, and keep on. And, and so the sort of change that we're trying to affect at the city is exactly that, you know, durable change, lasting change. And you can't do that by rote or by force. You have to inspire people um, to follow your to follow your lead and follow your vision. Mayor Kelly, I, I'm sure that there's a lot of things that you didn't realize or probably surprised you when you were elected. You thought maybe you were knew what you were getting into, but I'm sure there's things that 
you found out that, wow, I didn't know that, or I didn't know this. What's the first thing that comes to your mind that after you were elected, you get settled in the first 90 days that surprised you about government? Well, you know, I never managed anything that large. I mean, I've managed a couple hundred people in, in private business, but you know, the city is the ninth largest employer in the whole region and employs 2,600 people. That's a lot of people. And, uh, and managing an organization of that size has some fundamental differences. Um, you know, I'm used to being able to make, you know, uh, quick decisions with, you know, with the, uh, with the help of my core team and things just don't happen that quickly sometimes, you know, because, uh, you know, we're just uh, this, it very much mirrors the state and federal um, um, structure of government and that we're the executive arm and there's a legislative arm that really controls the budget. Uh, that's, you know, the city council. So, you know, uh, what it's really, we're right in the middle of budget season now, and hopefully by mid-September we'll have a budget. Um, right now we're working on a continuation budget, meaning we're just kind of going month to month on a, on a um, one-twelfth basis of, of what, of the budget that my predecessor, Mayor Burke, uh, was operating under. And, uh, and that's it, right? We, we can't wave a magic wand and change things. So, for example, um, listeners might remember we had to suspend uh, curbside recycling service. And there's a lot of frustration from people who are like, well, why don't you just pay the drivers more? Well, we can't. It ain't, it's not in the budget. You know, until we get a new budget passed uh, with raises for those drivers, we, we just we literally cannot. So that's frustrating and frankly was somewhat surprising to me. I, I could see coming from the business world, as you did, where uh, you, you could get frustrated sometimes because, as you mentioned, in the business world, you had a core team surrounded with you. Now you're dealing with a governing body called city council. Yep. And now you've got to be able to work with them. And I'm sure the timelines don't always go as quickly as you'd like. Well, even with them, I mean, it's not as though we, we uh, are, um, you know, uh, not, a, not in agreement about these things. We've got a great relationship with, with uh, city council. You know, what, what occurs to you once you get in uh, an office like the mayor's office is that, things are structured to move more slowly um, just to just to make sure, you know, because it, the policy has to be in the public interest. And when you think about that all the way out to the edges, you know, it affects every single person, man, woman and child, you know, in in the city, 200,000 people. Um, it, it starts to make a little bit more sense. Right. I mean, there are times when you have to act very, very quickly uh, in, in absolute emergency situations. But you know, uh, for the most part, things are set up so that so that, you know, there's plenty of time for public scrutiny uh, and, you know, um, time time to, to look at things and make sure that whatever it is you're doing is, in fact, you know, in the in the public interest. And so uh, there's a good reason for it. But that doesn't mean it's not frustrating from time to time. One of the things we like to ask our guests is, is there a particular outdoor adventure that stands out among the best in your life? Wow. You know, that's a great question. I, you know, so we haven't got to this yet, but you know, uh, much to my regret, I was never a scout. I wanted to be, I, I had friends that were scouts and, and I would ask them about, you know, what they did. And, and I was really excited about it. I loved the, you know, I thought it was cool. Their uniforms were cool. I loved the patches, you know, but my dad, you know, my dad worked a ton in being in the car business, but the one thing that he always made time for me, uh, doing was the outdoors. So I, I felt like, you know, he didn't want to compete with the scouts uh, for my attention. And that was our thing. You know, we did a lot of uh, cool stuff together. I grew up hunting with my dad and uh, still a hunter today. Uh, but he took me one time to the Buffalo River over in Arkansas. And we did a, a float trip uh, for seven days on the Buffalo River with the old Tennessee Valley Canoe Club. And and that's always, I you know, um, I remember it to this day. It was uh uh, that river at that time, and I think still is very, very, um, um, you know, undeveloped. And I mean, we might as well have been in the middle of, you know, Central America somewhere. Uh, and that was, you know, we had all our food and everything in canoes. And 
you know, caught fish along the way and uh, camped on the riverbank. And uh, that one really sticks out in my mind. That's a great story. I think that, um, you know, we've heard from scouts over the course of doing this podcast and uh, some of their most memorable experiences are, are very similar to yours. In fact, a lot involve water. Uh, Cowboy Kyle or Cubmaster, I guess, for this one. I think that um, we do. We had a scout recently that was at sea base, right? On yeah. Like yeah. Their favorite thing was cooking. Yeah. Cooking on the ship. Yeah. That's neat. You may know or not that we have just recently had our first female Eagle Scout, which is yeah. a pretty a pretty monumental uh, thing and a change for the Boy Scouts. Yeah. And it's something that we're really excited about because now um, girls can have exactly the same opportunity as boys to earn the coveted Eagle Scout rank. Do you have any thoughts about that? Now, listen, I think it's great. You know, the world's changing and obviously, uh, you know, I think, you know, um, you know, kids are kids and I know there's a, you know, the Girl Scouts are out there as well, but I, I think it's, I think it's wonderful. I don't think there's anything in the world that the principles of scouting are, you know, are the same male or female uh, and, and they're, and they're, outstanding and we know that they produce great leaders and we need great female leaders too. So I think it's wonderful. So I think you're, I think you're probably Mr. Mayor also aware that, you know, the reason Boy Scouts and many other organizations are successful is because we have this army of volunteer moms and dads and in Boy Scouts, we get a lot of volunteers that hang out after their kids move on Eagle Scouts that come back into the program. Right now we've got over 600 different adult volunteers here in the Tennessee Valley is there anything that you'd like to say or any bit of encouragement that you'd like to give those volunteers? Well, I would just say, you know, one of my first stints in uh, meaningful board service in, in Chattanooga, back to the uh, idea of servant leadership, was uh, as a board member of Big Brothers Big Sisters. And, you know, I did a lot of reading and, and, and heard a lot about uh, mentorship generally. And, you know, over the years, I've become increasingly convinced that, that, that sort of uh, mentorship is the single most transformative thing uh, that, that you can do, uh, you know, in the life of a child. And, and it, it, it's a hugely impactful thing. So I would just uh, tell them thank you and congratulations and, and keep up the good work because, you know, if, you, if you're really interested in giving back, uh, there is no more powerful way to do it than to, to mentor a child that needs it. You know, speaking of encouragement, there's a lot of kids out there, a lot of our scouts that are feeling, um, uh, I guess you would say, uh, a sense of scaredness or a sense of don't know what's about to happen with the Delta variant and schools being in and then being out and then being in again and then you know, that sort of thing. There's a lot of Scouts BSA members that are trying to get to that coveted Eagle Scout. Is there any kind of encouragement you can give them to to just help them push on and to figure out how to do this thing, whether they have to do it from home by themselves or, or what have you? Well, you know, I'd, I'd say two things, and this is the same thing I told my staff recently. There's a lot of fear right now, and it's understandable because, you know, of, uh, people are people want and expect um you know, predictability and, and confidence in their lives. And when the ground's moving under their feet and things aren't, uh, you don't know what's happening and you read all this stuff in the paper, it's scary. But uh, I've always come back to this, the old uh, serenity prayer, right? You, you want to focus on what you can control and let God worry about the rest, you know? So, I, and that's, that sounds simple, but when you really think about it, it's not that simple. Uh, but, but it's, it's, it takes a minute to take a deep breath and think about uh, what you you know what you can control and uh and and focus on that and 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 don't worry about you know uh the rest of it and 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 you know the old attitude of gratitude certainly is very powerful too uh when you wake up and you think about all the good things you do have and what you can do not focus on what you can't do um uh, it's pretty remarkable i saw a 60 minutes feature the other day on this fellow from iowa who's a who's a world-class archer and he has no arms you know, he does it with his uh, with his neck and with his foot. Um, and the guy can change a tire with his foot. And uh, it's a remarkable story, but it just goes to show you, you know, it's, again, focus on what you can control and what you can do. Don't worry about what you cannot do. And then last but not least, I've always been a fan of that uh, old uh, uh, Winston Churchill quote that, you know, when you're going through hell, keep going. And, uh, and that's just the truth. You know, there, brighter days are always ahead. Uh, human ingenuity is... Uh, is a remarkable thing and uh, we have a way of figuring things out and I'm sure we will. Mayor Kelly, as we come to a close, if there's a young man out there listening today and 
maybe they have a question or a comment that they would like to send you. How would be the best way to do that? Would that be Facebook or is there another method of communication? No, I, I, I don't have much time for social media these days. Uh, it's odd, you know. I, uh, so the easy, the best way is just mayor at Chattanooga.gov and, and I'll get it. I, I check my own email. So um, that's a, I know most kids these days think email is kind of archaic, ironically, but uh, most of them know how to use it if they have to. And that's that's really the easiest way, mayor at chattanooga.gov. And I hope, I hope they will. I'm, I'm uh, Feel free to send me any questions and, and I'll, I'll answer it. All right. That sounds great. Well, Mayor Kelly, thank you so much for your time today. I'm sure you are an inspiration to many scouts that will be listening to this podcast. And uh, uh, we can't thank you enough for taking time out to join us today. Well, it was a pleasure. And again, uh, I would just tell every every scout listening to keep up the good work. And, and uh, you know, and I really appreciate the program and everything that y'all do. All right. That sounds great. It's time for us to take a quick break. For Jared Pickens, Cubmaster Kyle, I'm Sean Whitfield, and we've got more Scout on Chattanooga to come after this brief message. We'll be back with more. This is Scout on Chattanooga, the podcast. For more than 100 years, the Order of the Arrow has recognized scouts and scout leaders who best exemplify the scout oath and law in their daily lives. Arrow men are known for maintaining camping traditions and spirit and for providing cheerful service to others. OA service, activities, adventures, and training for youth and adults are models of quality leadership, development, and programming that enrich and help to extend scouting to America's youth. For more info on the OA and scouting in our area, Visit CherokeeAreaBSA.com. Oh, hello there. My name is Dax, and I'm a Cub Scout. I'm here to talk to you today about becoming a Cub Scout, like me. Cub Scouts get badges for doing fun activities. We make friends. Scouts go camping, climbing, fishing, and swimming together. We have fun. We play sports, go to parades. Scouts also help people and become the best versions of themselves. Visit BeAScout.org to find a pack near you. And now, Scout on Chattanooga's Campfire Conversation. A sit-down with a real-life scout with an incredible story. All right, y'all, welcome into this month's Campfire Conversation. It's Cubmaster Kyle, Jared Pickens, and a very special real-life scout right here from the Tennessee Valley in our council. Today, we have Miss Annika Pierce, uh, Troop 1010. Am I correct, Annika? Yes, that's correct. And so I got to ask, this this is an all-girl troop. Can you announce to everybody what you accomplished over the last few months? Over the last few months, I was able to complete my Eagle Scout rank, and which has been an honor. And it's crazy wow. that I was even given this opportunity. And I know that my other girls are me following close behind and going to have a troop full of Eagles. Well, let me just say this. A huge congratulations for myself. I know Jared uh, as well. Huge congratulations being the uh, first female Eagle Scout in the Cherokee Area Council. Let me ask you this. What does it mean to be an Eagle Scout to you? It means a lot to me. I've been involved in Cub Scouts scouting since as long as I can remember, really. My brother was in Cub Scouts and I was always following close behind him, doing everything that he did. So yeah, it means a lot to me that I was even given this opportunity and it came at the perfect moment when I was you know, eligible to be able to do it. When you first heard the news that the Boy Scouts of America was allowing females into the Scouts BSA and into Cub Scouts, was it a, an immediate yes for you? Did you have to think about it? I didn't have to think about it at all. Whenever my mother told me about it, I was like, all right, well, there you go, I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah, your mom, Bianca, is uh, with us today. Uh, Bianca, did you have any reservations about letting uh, Annika into into the Boy Scouts of America? Not at all. I mean, her brother's been in it, so I knew what it was all about and what they do. And they have a fantastic program. So I was on board from the get go. So, Annika, your brother earned Eagle Scout just before you did or a few years ago? Um, I think it was a few months before I did. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was around November of 2020. Correct. So was there any degree of uh, family-friendly competition 
uh, between the projects and the badges. There, there had to have been something. Well, it was definitely weird because, you know, once Corona hit, it took Hunter a bit longer before he could do his project. Um, so for a while there, we were both at the same rank at Life Scout, which was a little bit weird considering <laughs> I, I was just going and, you know. So Bianca, as a parent and, and having worked with your son officially through scouting, for all these years and your daughter unofficially for a while. And now officially, um, has it changed at all for you now that, um, you can say that all of your children have achieved the rank of Eagle Scout? I mean, definitely proud. And I personally always want to do something like that. I always, as a child myself, I was the one at the top of the tree. So, so I was very proud that she was able to do it. Then she, Tried other programs that I will not mention, <laughs> but it just it didn't do the high adventure. So she was so happy that she could do all the high adventure stuff and earn the mayor badges. And it's just so highly recognized when you, for instance, go anywhere to get a job or you know any kind of interviews. They see Eagle Scout on there, and you know, it means something to a lot of people because it means these kids or adults they know how to lead people they know how to accomplish things and all that stuff so annika can you talk about i know that you proudly wear your merit badge sash with all of the badges that you've been able to earn over your tenure the last couple years in scouting is there one or two of those that stick out to you in your mind as most memorable and why probably first aid which i know it's a basic one it's one that everyone has to get but it's just because of what i want to go into when i'm older it's changing of course because it always does but it stayed in the direction of medical like that is what i want to do And so, you know, I enjoy doing that one. It's stuff I'm going to be doing a lot as I go through college and all that stuff. So was there a particular uh, action or project that you had to do to earn that badge that sticks out? That was one of the first ones I did. So it's been a bit. Bianca, as a parent, you may agree or you may disagree. You probably have a merit badge that sticks out of your mind as something that that um, Annika really had to work through and, and spend a lot of time on, maybe something that surprised you. Is there a particular merit badge that you have in mind? So the one that sticks out the most, merit badges, is probably scuba diving because it was a lot of online uh, classwork that had to be done, pool sessions, going to the court. It took a lot of time. Uh, she had to learn a lot of things. And <clears throat> scuba diving can be a little bit intimidating, so I didn't know how she would do with that. I've been scuba diving as a child, so I knew what to expect, but it's not everybody's cup of tea, but she did great. She just went right in and had no issues at all. And now she's an open water scuba diver. It was definitely very different between like the quarry and the pool versus out in the actual ocean. So Annika, tell us about some of your favorite scout experiences. And those can be maybe before you got started with your brother while he was in Cub Scouts or maybe in the Scouts BSA, just some stuff that really sticks out in your mind over the last few years. One of the most memorable things that we did was our first camp out as a patrol or troop. It was our winter camporee. It was zombie apocalypse themed. Ooh. <laughs> it, was, it was a lot of fun. Um, we went into it, you know, that we had just met each other a little bit ago. So it was two like, yeah, it was like two weeks prior. So we didn't really know each other. We didn't really know what we could do yet. Anything like that. And the winter campery, it's really, it's a lot of like skills and avoiding zombies and just, you know, so we went into it, not expecting to win anything. And I think we surprised a lot of people. Most of the boys we surprised. <laughs> and yeah, we came out with, was it first place? First place. First overall. place. And so does I it, think we got. Does that mean you survived? Does that mean, does that mean you survived the apocalypse? We did survive the apocalypse. All right. Okay. That was very fun. So you heard it here first. If you're in scouting, you can learn to survive a, a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> Annika, I got to ask, how old are you? I'm 15. You're um, 15? Yes. I'm going to be turning 16 on September 9th. So it's coming up. But yeah. All right. So you're going to be one of those that eagles up and not eagles out, right? Like you got some palms in your future, mm-hmm. I hope. Oh, yeah. I've already got a few extra merit badges. Um, definitely going to, now that everything's kind of settled, and we're getting back into like more of a normal schedule of school and everything. I'm going to 
start working on some more merit badges. So obviously college is a long way off and career planning, but it sounds like you have some aspirations to serve in a medical field. Is there mm-hmm. anything that you've learned in your scouting experience that has helped direct you into thinking about that specific field? All the merit badges where it's like, you do have to think about what you're doing now, how it's going to affect, you know, your future. And like I said, with first aid, that kind of, I feel like this is what I want to do. But yeah, it was some of the merit badges just really helped shape what I want to do and made me like personal management, make me think about the stuff I want to do, what's going to cost, I'm going to get there, how it's going to, you know, how it's going to affect me. All that stuff. So, Annika, if you could tell anybody out there who isn't a scout right now, whether they should or shouldn't be a scout, what would you tell them? Well, of course, I say you should be a scout. I think even if it's not really your thing and, you know, you're thinking maybe I should try it, maybe I shouldn't. I'd say just try it out, you know, because you'll maybe you'll end up falling in love with it like I did. And yeah, it doesn't matter if you're a boy or a girl. It just you know, it's been an amazing experience. So what's next for Miss Annika? You got your Eagle. I know that you're going to work on some palms. Are you ready to maybe try some high adventure bases or, you know, maybe work at Skymont this year? What's next for you? Well, I love the high adventure trips. Like we did scuba diving in Key West. That was mm-hmm. a lot of fun. And um, sailing. And sailing. Yeah. Um, I know that I think we're planning on going to sea base sometime. Kind of just playing it by ear right now because I don't really know how things are going. And we're gonna try to do a caving trip. Just a lot of you know physically involved stuff, which is the kind of things that I like to do and love to try all the different things. Annika, can you talk a little bit about what it was like? Because from what I've heard, you participated in scouting before you were able to do so officially. What was that like? Like I said earlier, I was always trailing along behind my brother doing what he did. I was kind of sad that I couldn't really, you know, be in it officially. But since Cub Scouts is more like family, you know, it involves a lot of family stuff like family camping. I was able to do a lot of it. And I mean, if I didn't do that when I was younger, then who knows where I would be now. now. I think, I don't think, I don't recall one moment where she was upset actually that she didn't get to earn the badges or the belt loops or the pins, but just being there and doing all the actual activities is what she really liked. So, so when you were, Annika, able to actually purchase your own Boy Scout uniform and put it on and you looked in the mirror... Surely you must have had like an oh wow moment or thought. Can you describe that to us? It kind of felt surreal. Like I, I mean, you know, it's kind of all of a sudden that girls can now be in scouts and it's like, I could do this too. Like that's crazy. And um, having that on, I mean, it really kind of put me in with the troop and it just felt right. So Bianca, as a parent who's now had the privilege of putting the Eagle Scout badge on the uniform of both of your children. What did that feel like to you? Um, A lot of proud, a lot of tears. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) That was pretty awesome moment. And I'm very fortunate to have all those pictures too, because I love pictures as a photographer anyways. But yeah, it was a lot of work. So to get to that moment where I got to pin them, just was a very proud moment. It's kind of like a big, (sighs) yep. Um, from one Eagle Scout to another, just remember that we always Eagle up and not out. So continue to live by the Scout Oath and Law. Let me ask you this before you go. What is your favorite part of the law? And can you explain to us why? Well, there's a lot of great points to it, obviously. But I'd have to say probably helpful because, you know, that's such a big part in scouting, like leading, helping people, you know, becoming a better person better community, all that stuff. So it's like even just the smallest things like a smile or opening the door can make someone's day. So it's funny that you bring that up because Mayor Kelly actually brought up servant leadership and how he was able to accomplish everything that he's been able to accomplish over his lifetime due to trying to be helpful, courteous, kind, obedient, cheerful, thrifty, brave, clean, reverent. So I find that pretty incredible that you 
brought that up just like he did earlier in this podcast. Goes a long way. Mm-hmm. Well, Annika and Bianca, thanks so much for joining us today on our campfire conversation. We cannot wait to see all the amazing things that you're going to accomplish in your next few years. And then as you move on to college and get into the medical field, right? Mm-hmm. Very cool. Well, again, thank you. And uh, we will hopefully get to see you in person soon. Hopefully. For more scouting spotlights or to get your son or daughter involved in scouting, go to CherokeeAreaBSA.com. Now back with the final word, here's Sean Whitfield, Jared Pickens, and Cubmaster Kyle. As we continue, I am Sean Whitfield along with Jared Pickens and Cubmaster Kyle. Gentlemen, we are uh, coming to a final close here on today's uh, podcast. But before we do, I would love for our CEO, Jared Pickens, to uh, share with us any final comments he may have. Well, you know what? What I would say is... America's in an interesting position, isn't it? You know, we have a lot going on in the world right now. And I just hope that we're able to get in front of every single family we can this fall, because I firmly believe that scouting values are American values and that families want their children to exhibit and learn those values because they care about the world and the future of America. And I'm thankful for what our heroes, our volunteers like Cubmaster Kyle and all those who attended the Campfire Series, I want to thank them for what they're doing and let them know that their efforts are not in vain and they're important now more than ever before. You should run for a political office. <laughs> that was very well said. Well, I mean, for real. I mean, let's, I mean, let's think about it. I mean, God where, bless America. Well, I mean, where else are we going to learn how to be trustworthy loyal helpful friendly courteous kind all those good things oh i agree you know we have a decrease in school funding we have a decrease in public education we have you know all this stuff and it's all hitting at the same time and uh we need our young people to be able to step up Mm -hmm. and and uh you know to me it's it's not just about you know making america better it's you know how can we position ourselves so that the world looks different in 30 years than it does now it's gonna look different we hope that it looks better because of what we're doing. Also, Jared, would you uh, comment about the big event coming up in September? Yeah, I would love to. So we are still on September the 28th for our 17th annual Friends of Scouting Luncheon featuring guest speaker Colonel Mark Tillman, who piloted Air Force One during the tragic events of 9-11. And so now on the 20th anniversary to be able to hear his story, I think is going to be fascinating. You've heard me multiple times say that I was not here a few years ago when he came for the first time. And so I've just heard it second and third hand from people, how incredible it was. So I look forward to experiencing that myself. Um, You can find out more information on that event by uh, talking to Cubmaster Kyle. He's hosting a table. So thank you. you. Thank you, Cubmaster Kyle. And also by visiting CherokeeAreaBSA.com and uh, clicking on the luncheon information. Happy to have anybody. All right, that sounds great. And I did have the opportunity to attend that a few years ago. It was a very, very well done presentation. Uh, anybody that goes, you will not be disappointed. So I uh, encourage you to consider coming in, coming to the event if you can uh, work it into your your schedules. All right, have uh, we worked out the the podcast signature table? Have we worked that out? What will Kyle, what will you and Sean think, be signing? I don't think anybody needs our signatures unless it's on one of on like one of our checkbooks or something. I Can think we? we should have a moon pie post uh, luncheon competition with Cowboy <laughs> or with Cubmaster Kyle and uh, anybody else that may be interested. I I think that uh, we that could need be the to, dessert. I think we need to figure out a way to get a uniform for Sean Kyle. I think something that oh, is I think he needs a uniform or maybe maybe we could just that. if if he resists <laughs> too hard we could just create a bobblehead and mm-hmm. then just make it be a bobblehead of him with a scout uniform and then that could be our new <laughs> podcast logo <laughs> i like the bobblehead idea i you was do? thinking about yeah. this yeah like sean down. work uh sean works out so much that we could even probably put him in one of the uh cub scout uniforms so he could give us a like a variety of the different uniforms that we wear in scouting too (laughs) i'm not sure i know what that means (laughs) uh well cub master kyle any uh final comments before we uh, wrap up today's scout on chattanooga 
you know, I feel the same way that Jared does about scouting. Um, I believe that our youth need scouting more uh, now than ever. And uh, I'll just say this because I say it often. We are uh, we're trying our best to create future leaders one khaki or blue shirt at a time. All right. Very well said. And uh, Jared, for folks out there listening that would like to be able to seek out more information about uh, scouting here in Chattanooga, where can they go online? CherokeeAreaBSA.com. And Kyle has a great connection because we also have a podcast Facebook page. Right, Kyle? Yeah, yeah. You can check us out on the Scout on Chattanooga Facebook page. And then also search for the hashtag TNGA Scouts if you want to see what scouts in the Tennessee Valley are out and about doing um, this fall. Maybe we need a hashtag Ask Kyle. That'd be interesting. What would people ask Kyle, Sean? It's mm. a good question. How many moon if pies? If I can really fit? eat 24 moon pies in a single sitting, <laughs> I bet he could. <laughs> I, I mean, I wouldn't take those odds against. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. I, I, I I'd take, put my money on Kyle on that one. Especially if that's Marcy Cola there, you know? Yeah. You have had an RC Cola, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I grew up on those. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, any uh, final words before we go? I just want to say thanks again and thank you, Sean, for coming out to our in person campfire series, opening campfire. It really was great to have you out there. I was glad and, to be there. And um, I'm glad you had a good experience. I'm glad you could see, you know, some of the passion that's out there because I know when you're only interacting with Cubmaster Kyle, it's hard to assume that all of our leaders have that much energy for scouting. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, up, well, you're until, funny. up until about a month ago, you two guys were the only impression I had of scouting. So I was lacking. I realized once I got there, man, I didn't know there was all this to it. Hey, that's not for lack of trying. You have been invited to Skymont and to go camping with us before, right? Yeah, we're going to have to get Sean a t-shirt that says, um, ignoring Cubmaster Kyle's invitation since 2021. And we're going to have to, and then just add a year every. I want to take advantage of uh, when he visits the Chickamauga National Military Park. I know we're going. We're going mid-September. There you go. See, that's just a couple weeks away from this recording. You shouldn't have made it specific, Sean. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm committed. Better work on your cover story now. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Scout on Chattanooga. Go to the Scout on Chattanooga Facebook page for any suggestions or comments about today's podcast. Click on the subscribe button at your favorite podcast platform for all future podcasts. For Jared Pickens, Cutmaster Kyle. I'm Sean Whitfield, and thank you for listening. This has been another episode of Scout on Chattanooga, presented by the Cherokee Area Council BSA. To learn more about scouting in the Tennessee Valley, join a unit, or donate and become a friend of scouting, visit CherokeeAreaBSA.org. And be sure to join us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And use the hashtag TNGAScouts to stay up to date with the youth leaders in our area. Thank you.